0: Since the days of Frances Perkins, women have been joining the ranks of presidential cabinet secretaries. Now no one finds it remarkable. Yet when it comes to the numbers of women career civil servants making it into executive ranks, that number remains oddly low. Here with why that might be the case and how to fix it, Mallory Barg-Bowman, vice president of research and evaluation at the Partnership for Public Service. And Mallory, I guess this is a relevant discussion in the context of Women's History Month.
1: One of the things the Partnership for Public Service has looked at for some time is the percent of women in senior leadership positions in the federal government. As of June of 2018, women held only about 34% of the government's more than 7,100 senior executive service positions, according to the Office of Personnel Management jobs. And then similarly, when you look at the next rungs of the career ladder, the, the, in supervisor and manager positions, women filled only 33% of the more than 241,000 jobs at that level. So you really do see an issue in the federal government where there's a discrepancy in, in gender at the senior, senior leadership levels.
0: And do we know the percentage of women in the workforce? As a whole.
1: Yeah. Women overall fared better in the overall federal workforce. We know that women made up about 43% of the roughly 2 million federal government employees. However, they mostly fill positions at the lower end of the pay scale.
0: Okay. So they're coming in in good numbers, but they're not making it up to the higher ranks in large numbers. And does anyone know why?
1: There's any number of reasons why. You know, one of the things is, is a buy-in that it matters. You know, there's any number of research that shows that gender diversity and... Racial and ethnic diversity really matters for an organization's operation. Um, McKinsey in 2015 found that companies that had the most gender diversity in their leadership positions experienced a 15% higher financial return on average than the industry mean. You know, other research has shown that more diverse teams make better decisions up to 87% of the time, and they do it twice as fast with half the meetings when they have more diversity. Similarly, uh, we have seen millennials who we know government has a really hard time recruiting and retaining are really looking for diversity and inclusivity in their workplace. Deloitte, as part of their future of work research, recently found that about 83% of millennials are actively engaged when they believe their organization fosters an inclusive culture. And that's compared with only sixty percent of millennials who are actively engaged when their organization does not foster an inclusive culture. So so we know it really matters and we know that it you know it's more than just a feel good type of, of issue. This really helps an organization thrive and do better work.
0: Well if women in the higher ranks can keep meetings to a minimum, that's already a giant boost in productivity.
1: <laughs> right, anybody'll do something for less meetings you know we 've seen some some interesting approaches underway um, deloitte's recently studied mentorship in c i o offices you know women in the tech industry are particularly you know they find it's hard to get people to enter and hard to get people to stay and what they found is that when they assign female mentors to employees they're better able to attract promote and retain women in the tech field similarly the partnership for public service and mckinsey studied uh, this issue a few years ago, and we found um, you want to make sure that you're actively recruiting a diverse pool of candidates. You want to look at um, how you're working with different groups across government. You want to make sure that you are, you know, making it easy to apply to these federal jobs. You don't just want people applying from the same pool that you've always been searching for. You want to be able to expand um, the, the pool for the best candidates
0: we're speaking with Mallory barg Bowman Vice President of Research and Evaluation at the Partnership for Public Service. And I guess it really starts at the existing managerial level that they have to be, I guess, in some way sensitized or especially in that area of mentorship.
1: I think that's true. Mentorship profoundly matters. We saw um, in the Air Force, they developed a mentorship program a few years ago, and it has been tremendously successful. And people report that it's not only beneficial to the mentee, it's per- beneficial to the mentor as well. People are learning and getting to know one another and really building that, you know, the connectivity within the workplace.
0: All right. So what are some other steps that the partnership has discovered that might help raise that percentage of women in the SES and the upper managerial ranks?
1: knowing where the statistics are, you know, the, the numbers I shared at the beginning are are really in the middle. Um, you know, that's that's the average government-wide. There are some agencies that are at the top, and there are some agencies at the bottom. When we first looked at this issue back in 2015, you know, we found agencies like the National Science Foundation, the Department of Health and Human Services, and OPM had, um, it, you know, the percent of female career SESers were well above 50%. And then there's agencies that are at the bottom. At that time, we found that the Department of Justice, the Department of the Air Force, and the Department of the Army had about 20 percent of their SESers who were were female. So, you know, one thing is for agency leaders to start knowing their data, understanding where they fall in the continuum, because as I said, there's a, a wide range here. I think the third is to acknowledge, you know, as is the case with almost everything, that everything that needs to happen in government is happening somewhere. So we need to look at agencies like the National Science Foundation, the Department of Health and Human Services, and figure out what it is about those agencies that are really allowing women to thrive in the uh, leadership positions. What is it about those agencies that's really fostering that inclusivity and diversity of leadership?
0: It's interesting because many of those agencies have had female secretaries over the past few years. And for example, CMS at the moment, which is the biggest component of Health and Human Services, that's being run by a woman. And so it really seems not so much at the political level, but at the career level that this is not happening.
1: People want to have leaders that reflect them. You want leaders that reflect the populations they serve. And so you want to make sure that you have people in the top leadership positions that allow others to to look at those roles and want to be them someday.
0: And we should comment, too, while we have you, that many of the women in the SAMIs awards every year are some of the most extraordinary people you'll find anywhere.
1: As you noted, Tom, every fall, the Partnership for Public Service recognizes outstanding accomplishments by federal employees. You know, we've had people who have found the cure for cancer, people who have you know, done all kinds of tremendous things. And um, when you look in that group, you see people of all races and ethnicities, all genders, and really recognizing the tremendous diversity and strength of the federal workforce.
0: And just briefly, tell us about Marshall and Jürgen Alsop.
1: Marsha Lynn Juergen Alsop of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, she pioneered research to understand the prevalence of autism and other developmental disabilities. She also was the first African-American woman at the Emory University School of Medicine. She really has transformed the lives of so many different people and um, is really a role model for so many.
0: Well, there you have it. Don't leave out half the population if you want to do great things. That's exactly
1: right. And if people want to read more about this issue, the Partnership for Public Service has a new blog available on our website, and we have information about this topic there.
0: Mallory Bark bowman is Vice President of Research and Evaluation at the Partnership for Public Service. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks very much, Tom.
0: We'll post a link to that blog and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
1: <coughs> Cough and cold season is here.